Why was the narcissist attracted to you? What was it about you that make them come after you? Like, why does it seem like you keep being the one that's targeted? Is there some qualities or vulnerabilities that they're looking for inside of you to make sure that they keep getting you? You might have noticed by now a pattern of where you've been either growing up in a narcissistic household or having narcissistic friends or going from person to person to person, just going into different relationships and finding out that they're narcissistic in general. Is this you? Is this something you're struggling with? Let us know because part of what we're trying to do is to help bring awareness about narcissistic abuse and the cycle that happens. There's a lot of people that have experienced relationships with a narcissist that have gone on to the next relationship and it's been with a narcissist, that they've gone on to another relationship and it's been with a covert narcissist, but it still has continued the same pattern over and over and over. We're going to talk about the debt today of like what is actually going on? What is it about you that's attracting the narcissist, that's bringing them in. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse, to help people grow and heal and change and develop into the person that they're called to be. So many times you have lost your dreams, your vision, you've lost who you are inside this toxic relationship and you're not sure how to actually get out. So today we're gonna actually explore some of the dynamics of why you keep getting with a narcissist. What is it about you that keeps attracting that? So kind of starting off into the first point, the cycle of idealization and devaluation. Okay, this happens consistently and we know this happens. We've got other videos about this, but we know this happens in going back and forth. Narcissists become really skilled at getting into this cycle and doing a really good job of it. Okay, really good job as far as pumping you up and then tearing you back down, working to get you in a certain level and then bringing you back down. Oftentimes, they're getting really good at figuring out who has certain traits, who has certain vulnerabilities that can be exploited to their own gain. Recently, there was a video going around social media that was talking about, I forget his name, but it was talking about a guy who was a sexual predator and like asking him, what did you actually look for? Like, how did this actually work? And it's the same idea in that aspect that he would look for people that had disconnected homes. He would look for people that didn't have strong father figures or that didn't have certain values. He would look for certain things. He would look for vulnerabilities. Narcissists is the same way where they're looking for vulnerabilities that they can use to be able to gain an advantage over you. Whether that's how you look at life, whether that's you view everyone as being good and, and okay and you can fix other people, whatever it might be. It's looking for these different vulnerabilities to be able to figure out what can I do to build this connection to get this person underneath me and what I actually want to do in the relationship. So a lot of times we talk about vulnerabilities. People are like, my narcissist, he was vulnerable. Like he shared so much. Like he told me about his childhood. He told me about like a bunch of these things that have happened that were really awful and it felt really vulnerable that he shared these things with me. One of the things you need to understand is oftentimes when a narcissist shares vulnerable things about the beginning of their life, beginning of like early relationship, a lot of times what's going on is it's a fake vulnerability. It's something that they're saying and that they're doing to provoke the sympathy aspect from you. Sometimes to reveal that there's this void there that you might be able to fix, you might be able to fill. That's the story they tell you. The other aspect is sometimes you'll have a narcissist that shows the same exact vulnerabilities as you. 
We were talking in our workshop just this past weekend in Orlando, Florida, of going through this aspect of the narcissist has these vulnerabilities. And this person was going through telling their story. And I said, one thing you need to understand is sometimes those vulnerabilities are manufactured because of the same as yours. And they kind of stop people for a second. I was like, oftentimes what will happen is a narcissist will say, I am vulnerable in this one particular area, the same area that you're vulnerable in. And what you do is you look at that and you're like, I know exactly the hole that he has. I know the void that's there because I didn't get that. And so then you take your time, effort, money, attention, and you put all of that into fixing that one hole because you know how much it hurts on your side. But in reality, that hole never would have been fixed because it actually wasn't the real thing. It was fake. It was a facade. We see this happen over and over and over inside narcissistic relationships of fake vulnerability that makes you think that they're actually vulnerable. But all they're doing is reeling you in. Understanding that the narcissist uses this cycle, like putting you up on a pedestal and then bringing you back down. Pumping you up and making you feel like the best thing in the world and then pulling you back down. Like if you see this, this might help you understand why you might have been initially attracted to a narcissist. Why there was this pull there. Maybe they pumped you up and it was something that you'd never experienced before. You never experienced someone paying attention to you. You never experienced someone giving you a compliment. You never experienced positive self-esteem that had been built from other people. And so as a result, you run to that. You attract that. You're like, this is what I want. This is my person. When in reality, there could be something there that goes back to your childhood or previous relationships or something inside of you that's looking for something. And then that person comes along and you feel like they're going to fill everything that you once desired. This is how a lot of times people manufacture soulmates of thinking this person is the person for me when reality doesn't have anything to do with that. It's manufactured. It's, it's looking a certain way. You have to understand that when a narcissist goes through the idealization devaluation phase, like how they actually come across, putting a lot of attention, love, admiration, making you feel special, valued, all the different things. This piece feels very, very enticing for the majority of people. Sometimes it feels more enticing for you because that's something you've lacked in your relationships or in your childhood growing up. And so in doing that, sometimes you might say that as you get to know this person, this is what I missed, this is what I didn't have growing up. And they're like, that's exactly what I'm going to at least initially give you to pump you up, to make you feel like this is it. Then they take it away. Then they move away from it. What gap are you trying to fill by being with a narcissist? It's a tough question. Some of you aren't going to like me asking that. What gap are you trying to fill? Second point that I want to bring up is the vulnerabilities, leaning into that a little bit more, and then the patterns of codependency. A lot of times a narcissist is going to look at people who already have these pre-existing vulnerabilities. Kind of touched on that a little bit, but as, as we go through, I want you to understand, like low self-esteem, like a strong need for validation, or a history of codependent relationships. All these kind of tie together some. Oftentimes when you're looking for an external source to validate, to give permission, to help you move along life in a certain area, that is what a narcissist looks for. Let me find someone who's going to need to look outside themselves to find this validation, to find this self-esteem, and I'll give that to them for a period of time and then I'll hold it back. Like I'll pull it back so then they're constantly trying to get it. It's like, it's like the narcissist like has this cookie and it's like, you want the cookie? And you're like, yes. And they're like, oh, here's a crumb coming here's a crumb and then i've got the rest of the cookie over here just come over here and then you start walking over here and they're like oh yep no i got it over here 
Oh no, it's it's actually over here. You miss you missed it. It's over here. Keep moving you forward and forward and forward, and it locks you into the trauma bond. It locks you into the hope and potential. It locks you into the idea, the thought, the positive projection of who this person could be, versus how they're actually showing up. And this is a hard step for some people because they don't want to step into the realm that there could be something, a vulnerability that they have that is being exposed. Oftentimes, this is where people start to run from the truth. They run from the healing. I explained the other day when we were talking inside the workshop of a lot of people that come to Raw Motivations that say they want to do the work. Don't do the work. Because it seems too hard. It seems too difficult. It seems too exposing of the vulnerabilities that they have to actually bring out, the vulnerabilities that they have to work through to be able to get to the place of getting their healing. We're not about fast food healing here. Quick, hot, fresh, hot, fresh, and easy. We're about consistent daily deposits into you that help you actually grow from the person you are now to the person you want to be. But that can't be where we push you along, where we hold your hand, where we tell you, hey, you have to do this. Like we check up on you every single day. That has to be you also wanting it. Driving yourself to want that change. If you want to just start that process, you can go to escapetoxicity.com. It's a great way to start the process, understanding the groundwork, the framework of what's actually happening inside raw motivations, inside how we teach, inside breaking the trauma bond. Maybe you have the place today where you seek validation from other people. Like you have a fear of abandonment or you have this fear of this other person not giving you attention, not giving you love. Maybe the validation is intermittent. You're up and down all the time with a toxic person. Because this is done on purpose to create dependency on them. So you keep going back over and over and over again. So we talked about some of these aspects of what is about you that attracted the narcissist. I want you to think through this concept. A lot of times what attracts a narcissist is someone who is moldable. Someone that they can morph and change into the person that they want, into the version that they want to be able to serve them. When I was interacting with other people, when I was having affairs, one of the ideas is like, I want this person to love me. I want this person to want me. I want this person to make me feel better about myself. This person I can help mold into the person that I want. This person I can help modify into being the version that's going to support me, love me, get me. All these lies that would go through my head to try to get that right person. Like a lot of times a narcissist is going to do different things to try to get you in that state where you're subservient to them, where you're loving them, where you're focusing everything on them. And then they're like, see, this is exactly who I am. This is exactly what I get. I get this stuff from people. Like that's the concept. End of the day, it boils down to something that's really difficult for a lot of people to hear. Majority of times, the thing that attracts a narcissist is a person who doesn't know who they are. If you don't know who you are, you don't develop boundaries. You don't develop boundaries. There's nothing that keeps the narcissist from doing the things that they want and using you consistently over and over and over again to get what they want, to have their cake and eat it too, to be with you but not be with you, to move back and forth, whatever it might be. If you're reflecting on the dynamic of your past relationships, you need to seek support to heal and support you into getting healthier boundaries, I want you to consider joining the 7-Day Challenge, escapetoxicity.com. 
that is the number one way that people start to break and understand what is actually going on in the toxic relationship. It paints it out for you. You understand more about narcissistic abuse, what it looks like, how it shows up. In that program, we help you with giving you tools, resources to help you understand and break free from the toxic patterns. Alternatively, if you're like, I want to work with you one-on-one in an accelerated environment, you can go to rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones, would love to be able to interact with you there, would love to help you move forward in your growth, in your healing, in your change to develop into the person that you're called to be.